and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a weekly show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web, and the Fediverse. My name is Jared White, and this is episode 110, Fediverse Goes Mainstream. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome back to another episode of Fresh Fusion. Ah, There's, uh, as always... So much going on in the news. (laughs) So much going on. Uh, But rather than dwell too much on some of the some of the wackier stuff going on in American politics in, I don't know, lots of different areas that I don't normally cover on Fresh Fusion. uh, I thought it'd be fun to just talk about, you know, some of the fun stuff. Some of the fun stuff that we like to talk about here on the show, like the Fediverse and uh, kind of uh, a little bit of a view into uh, why so much of what is happening uh, as the Fediverse grows and expand uh, is sort of the bright light (laughs) in an otherwise rather dim period for the Internet. Uh, So the show is going to be broken up mainly into a couple parts. The first big part will be to talk about uh, the the mainstreaming of terminology around Fediverse uh, and and what Threads is doing there in particular, which I find interesting. And then the second half of the show will be uh, for Intuitive Plus members, the Fusion Plus segment, uh, to talk about how uh, the expansion of the Fediverse and blogging go hand-in-hand in in a way that we haven't really seen in the past. Social media and blogging, in many respects, have been at odds with one another. And instead, we're seeing now something much more simpatico, which is very exciting. But before we get into either of those main segments, uh, I wanted to just touch briefly on some news around Google. Uh, As you may know, Google has been going through a number of rounds of layoffs. The mood there has been pretty grim. And apparently, according to Inc., Google CEO Sundar Pichai uh, got a bit of heat at a recent all-hands meeting. Uh, I'll just read a bit from the start of the article here. The mood at Google hasn't been great lately. That's been true for a while, especially since the company said it would lay off 12,000 employees a little more than a year ago. Now, however, things are getting worse as the company has laid off more than 1,000 employees and is said to expect more layoffs to come. At this week's all-hands meeting, Googlers asked pointed questions about the layoffs, according to The Verge's Alex Heath, who listened to a recording of the meeting. And it goes on to kind of (laughs) detail this growing rift between the people working at Google, like, you know, actually building and releasing products, and the folks that are presumably in charge of all that. The way I would frame this is Google is floundering. Google is flailing. Google is perhaps sinking. Google doesn't know what the heck is going on. And just to illustrate how out of touch I think Google is, with power users at least, and folks that aren't bought into the whole Google ecosystem, I, I grabbed a list. I grabbed a whole list of Google products 
And I just thought I'd go through and illustrate uh, all the Google products I don't use <laughs> and a few of the alternatives I do. So starting with Google Search. Nope, don't use it. I use DuckDuckGo. Maps. Nope, I use Apple Maps. YouTube. I begrudgingly <laughs> use YouTube. Uh, you know, I was thinking recently, like, I can't think of a single feature that YouTube has provided in many years that I take any real advantage of. Like to me, YouTube now is just YouTube. It's always been YouTube, <laughs> you know, other than the video quality can be 4K or whatever. Like, like YouTube doesn't give me anything. I rarely use its algorithm. I don't even use YouTube as a front end. I use Feedbin. Anyway, I've I've detailed this before in other episodes, but uh, yeah, I begrudgingly use YouTube. Play, nope, I use Pocket Casts to listen to podcasts. News, nope, I use Feedbin. Gmail, nope, I use Fastmail. Meet, nope, I use Zoom. Chat, nope, Discord or Slack, or I suppose Apple Messages. Contacts, nope, again, Apple's. Drive, nope. Dropbox, calendar, nope. Fastmail again. Translate, I rarely use it. Once in a blue moon, I guess. Photos, nope, I use Apple Photos or Adobe Lightroom. Chrome, nope, I use Safari or Firefox. Shopping, nope. Finance, nope. Docs, Nope, I use Bear or Pages once in a while. Sheets, nope, I use Numbers. Slides, nope. Books, nope, I use Apple Books. I don't even use that much. Blogger, ah, hell no. (laughs) Blogger may be one of the worst blogging platforms you could possibly reach for in this day and age. Uh, I was shocked to even see it on the list, to be honest. Uh, keep, uh, nope, I use Apple Reminders, Jamboard, I didn't even know what the hell this is, but it seems to be a very poorly done Canvas app of some sort that's paired with some crazy thousands of dollars hardware thing I've never heard of. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I'm currently a huge fan of the app Muse for infinite Canvas type of stuff. Um, I should probably talk more about Muse at some point because it's really been awesome to use that this year. Classroom, nope. Earth, nope. And then I'll just go through some developer tools and platforms here real quick because I don't even use those. Uh, The only real Google developer projects I can think of I do like are Lit for web components and a Playground IDE, which basically just lets you put up like live demos of HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Other than that, uh, just going down this list. Android, nope. Chrome OS, nope. Cloud, nope. Although I do use Render, which apparently leverages Google Cloud Platform uh, in the United States at least. Firebase, nope. Flutter, nope. AI Studio, nope. Workspace, nope. TensorFlow, nope. Firebase, nope. Ads, (laughs) lol. Analytics, nope. I use Plausible. Fonts, nope. I use Bunny Fonts. Pay, nope. When I do use any sort of uh, payment system uh, out and about, it's usually Apple Pay. 
And on the web, I suppose sometimes I use PayPal. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty damning. It's pretty damning that Google has this huge portfolio of products, many of whom should be appealing to consumers. And I just don't find anything appealing about virtually any of them. Uh, I was thinking of another major company, Microsoft, whose products I generally don't use either. Um, but I think in a number of places, if you kind of do a matchup between Microsoft and Google, Microsoft is kind of crushing it by comparison. I mean, let's be honest. You know, you look at any number of areas where Microsoft is dominant uh, and they're they're doing okay. I mean, if I had to, I would choose to use Microsoft Office Online instead of Google's apps. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole, but um, yeah, uh, I do use a few developer tools and open source projects for Microsoft as well. Anyway, uh, I mean, what is going on with Google? The the leadership there is is just what asleep at the wheel, confused, <laughs> uh, out of touch. There there needs to be a real shakeup here, and Googlers have every right to be upset. Frankly, I think the CEO should be out. Sundar Bachai, come on, you're not doing a good job. You're just not doing a good job, and I haven't paid too much attention to Google's financials. Um, you know, it may be that they're still, you know, making a decent profit at all, but obviously they're not making a decent enough profit to avoid all these layoffs. So something is really wrong. Something is really wrong at Google. And uh, frankly, leadership needs to own up and take some responsibility here. Anyway, enough about that. On to today's main topic number one. All right, here's a mind-blowing stat for you. Guess how many monthly active users are on threads? At least according to Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, apparently, at a recent uh, earnings call, uh, Zuck announced that threads is growing steadily and now has more than 130 million monthly active users. 130 million. This really is kind of mind-blowing. I mean... You can love Threads or you can hate Threads, but there's no denying that Threads has been a pretty damn successful platform, and it's been a pretty impressive launch. I mean, to just start with, well, sure, yes, like infrastructure from Instagram, social graph of Instagram, yes, of course, but like to just launch a new social network that grows like in mere months... <laughs> in mere months to 130 million monthly active users. And even if a lot of those active users kind of trail off, you know, it's still going to grow. It's still going to grow. So Threads is here to stay. Again, like it or not. So, so I look at Threads with interest because it's not just about Threads. It's also about how Threads is interoperating with the rest of the web, with the rest of the Fediverse. Uh, you know, they've already started testing of this. I can follow uh, Mozeri here uh, through Mastodon. I can see stuff that Adam's posting. 
and uh, apparently some some more stuff is in the works here in the near future. Uh, we have a leak of sorts from Alessandro Paluzzi, who uh, discovered some some hidden features of the Threads app that um, kind of has this little pop up. Uh, there's a link in the show notes, of course. Uh, but there's this little pop-up that basically says, you know, here, here's your Fediverse username. You can copy that and and share that with folks. Uh, and it's, you know, it's at whatever the username is, at threads.net, right? So <laughs> just like we have all of the other ats at the double ats on the Fediverse, you know, I'm at Jared White at IndieWeb.Social. Uh, at some point... Anyone who wants to enable Fediverse sharing for their Threads account uh, will be able to do this. And then they'll be at whatever their username is, at threads.net. Now, it's possible that lots of folks who are on Threads won't bother to enable Fediverse sharing. I don't know at which point down the road that might become a default. I don't know if they intend to have that on by default or if you have to go turn it on. Uh, it would be a bummer if a lot of accounts that I might want to follow never bothered to turn it on. Um, you know, maybe you can ping them and say like, hey, it'd be great if you could turn on Fediverse sharing. I'd like to follow you from Mastodon or whatever. So we'll see how that all plays out. But what I find really quite intriguing when you when you stop and, and give it some give it some attention uh, is is the fact that threads is promoting Fediverse, is marketing Fediverse. Like, like that's the term, right? They're not, they're not saying, like, share with the rest of the social web, also called the Fediverse by some, right? Like, it's not like they're hiding that term somewhere or ignoring it entirely. Like, they're just outright saying, like, hey, if you're on threads, you can share with the Fediverse. Here's your Fediverse address. Uh, you know, this is what you share with folks. Uh, so they can follow you from anywhere in the Fediverse, right? Like, like this is the terminology. And I find that pretty awesome because, you know, I, I don't know the origins of this. I should probably research this. I don't know, like, the first person to coin this term. As far as I'm aware, it's just a casual term, right? There's not, like, Fediverse TM, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. Uh, again, I should uh, do some research on this and do a little do a little history lesson at some point, but, um, you know, I, I've, I've heard a bit of pushback around the Fediverse about using the term Fediverse. You know, I've heard folks say, uh, oh, you know, we should just call it the social web or, or, you know, open social networking or something like that. Uh, listen, you can call it whatever you want, but if threads with its 130 million monthly active users and growing, if they're marketing Fediverse, if they're calling it Fediverse, if they're saying, here's how you share with the Fediverse, here's your Fediverse address, like, like that's it. As far as I'm concerned, game over as far as coming up with alternate titles or terminology, whatever. Like, like this is it. And really, like, this could be the full mainstreaming of the concept and the terminology Fediverse, right? Like, there are probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people out there doing social networking who still don't know what Fediverse is, right? They, they might have seen one or two articles 
back in the day talking about the rise of Mastodon or something. So they might have heard of Mastodon. If you if you say, hey, have you heard of Mastodon? They might say, oh, yeah. But if you ask them, have you heard of Fediverse or Fediverse, as I used to call it before, it seemed like more and more people are just saying Fediverse. Like, have you heard of the Fediverse, the Fediverse, whatever? Um, I bet lots of folks are going to be like, what? The what now? Is that the metaverse? Is that is that the is that the federation? Is that the United Federation of Planets in in uh, on the web? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, like we're right on the verge of this sort of fast track mainstreaming of fediverse, and I think you're probably going to see other platforms do this too, where, you know, it, it becomes one of these checkboxes, right? Like, you know, like you you find some kind of app, some new app out there, and they there's sort of this list of checkboxes, like web, check, iOS, check, Android, check, right? Or you look at, you know, a platform that might uh, be used for businesses and they'll be like, you know, sign in with Google, check, sign in with Microsoft, check or whatever, right? Like there, there's different products with different sort of marketing checkboxes where you expect to see those things checked. And if they're not, you kind of scratch your head and think like, hmm, well, something's missing here. Why why isn't that working? And interoperability with the Fediverse may start becoming a checkbox. Like for any new service, that has any sort of social networking sort of functionality, for for it to be launched and not have Fediverse compatible checked, to not have interoperates with the Fediverse checked, does not have share with the Fediverse checked, if that checkbox is missing, uh, bad news. Bad news. And, and we've already started to see this, right? Like there were a ton of Twitter clones all of a sudden a year or so ago. And one by one, they've all failed. They've all failed. Blue Sky is arguably the only one that's showing some staying power besides Threads. And the only reason Blue Sky can claim to have some success is because they have their own protocol, their own decentralized networking protocol, the app protocol, uh, and, you know, that gives the platform a bit of juice to say that. Plus, they, you know, really took cloning Twitter to <laughs> a pretty extreme degree. It looks and feels very Twitter-like, uh, you know, and there's some there's some Twitter heritage there in terms of how Blue Sky came about and how it really got started. So, um, so arguably, we'll see Blue Sky grow and find some success in its own world of decentralized networking. Um, but, you know, come on, threads. 130 million active users. Fediverse. Compatible with the Fediverse. It's not quite checked yet, but they're working on it, right? They've promised it over and over again. Every chance they get, they mention it. Like, give credit where credit is due. Meta has gone out of its way to say, look, we're building this new text-focused social platform, Threads, and we're building it with interoperability with the rest of the Fediverse in mind. We're going to work 
activity pub into our technology platform. This, this is going to be the real deal. And even if I end up not using threads a lot, I mean, I don't really use it that much now. Uh, even if it never ends up being a major part of, of my life on the internet, and even if I <laughs> still find Meta the company pretty distasteful, I have to give credit where credit is due, right? Threads is, has really been doing a lot to, to help usher in this mainstreaming of Fediverse. And I think that's really exciting. So final question here before we close out this uh, main part of the episode. Uh, you know, when can we see mere mortals start to share with the Fediverse, right? Where, when can my account on Threads start to share with the Fediverse? You know, not that I really care to, but <laughs> you get the point, right? Um, I'm hoping it's pretty soon. You know, they might do it in stages, right? They might, you know, allow... A, a big chunk of major accounts access first to let them try it out. Who knows how they're going to roll it out, but I think we're getting close. I think we're getting close reading the tea leaves. It seems like, you know, we're, we're just about the point where we'll be like any day now, <laughs> any day. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode of fresh fusion. If you are an Intuitive Plus member, please stick around for the back half of the show. If you're not yet an Intuitive Plus member, what are you waiting for? Head over to plus.intuitivefuture.com and sign up for Intuitive Plus today. With that out of the way, as always, if you want to listen to past episodes of the show, you can go to jaredwhite.com slash podcast. And I also run an email newsletter called Creator Class. And there's a bonus edition of that as well for Intuitive Plus members. You can find that newsletter at jaredwhite.com slash creator dash class. Thanks for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.